Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Just a little bit of digging today from John chapter 18 as we're thinking about how that the sacrifice of Christ was a willing one and all the different ways that he could have escaped. Number seven on our study this this month says he could have mounted an army in his defense. Read John 18 and find the passage in which Jesus said something in reference to this very thing. Could he have sinned and abandoned the holy purpose for which he came? Find a passage in which one apostle actually did use a lethal weapon to injure a soldier who came to arrest the Lord. I just think that it's very ironic here that the one who submits and is put on the cross by the angry mob that began with this band in the Garden of Gethsemane, this band of men that came to get Jesus, it's just very ironic that through the whole thing, he was the one who was in charge. He was the one really who had authority in the situation and he was as God orchestrating the events when they thought they were the ones who were manhandling him into this position of submission. He was really in charge, completely in charge of the events that were happening in the Garden of Gethsemane as well as all the way up through the cross and the resurrection, of course. There are just some interesting things in John chapter 18. Judas, in verse 3, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came to the garden with lanterns and torches and weapons. We don't know exactly how many men came to the garden here, but this was a band of men. But I want you to notice what those men did that really was an outward display of the fact that Jesus Christ was still the one with authority. So Jesus, knowing all the things that should come upon him, went forth and said to them, Whom seek ye? That is, he was in charge. He walked up to them, knowing what was just about to happen. They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. He didn't need an answer to the question. He already knew exactly what was going on. And he said, I am he. And Judas, which betrayed him, stood with them. Now, as soon as he said that unto them, I am he, verse 6, they went backward and fell to the ground. I think John's the only one who records this, and John does record some details that the others do not. But this is amazing that there was a band of men, and they were armed. They had swords, lanterns, and torches, and weapons. And it must have been a sight to see Jesus say, I am he. And those men involuntarily, you know it wasn't voluntary. They didn't mean to bow down before Jesus. But they went to the ground. You would have thought at that moment that they would have changed their minds. That they would have thought, well, something's not exactly right here. But Jesus was in charge all of the way. And here is um, an admission by the very temples of these men, their bodies, that Jesus was the one who had the authority here. He says as much then in verse 36, Jesus said when Pilate was questioning him, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from this world. So Jesus is making a clear statement that 
look, I am the one who has the authority here. And he actually did say it to Pilate when, remember when Pilate was questioning him and, and he said, don't you know that I have the power to let you go or I have the power to put you to death? And Jesus answered Pilate at that time and said, you would have no authority whatsoever if it were not for the fact that I have given it to you. So here, Jesus is saying, my kingdom's not of this world. If it were of this world, then it would be sustained. I would sustain it. I'm God is really basically what he was saying here. And if my kingdom were of this world, then I would have an army and my kingdom would be sustained. Jesus was in control at all times. Now it's interesting also to notice that one of Jesus' disciples here did have a sword and he drew it, John 18 verse 10, and cut the high priest's servant's ear off. The servant's name was Malchus. And that's in verse 10. And then in verse 11, then said Jesus to Peter, put up your sword into your sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Look, Peter, I'm doing exactly what I intend to do. Put up your sword. And you remember Jesus picked up that ear and put it right back on that man and he was healed. You know from that moment, Malchus and everyone who saw that knew the truth about Jesus' identity and about his authority. It's interesting to me though that Jesus could have chosen to let that ear lay on the ground. I imagine Jesus picked it up and put it back on there pretty quickly because if Jesus had allowed that ear to lay on the ground, then obviously the other soldiers who were armed would have had to come after Peter and things would not have progressed the way that divine authority intended for them to progress. So Jesus just picked that ear up and put it right back on Malchus. And so there was no fight back among the disciples of Jesus. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen and he was ensuring that exactly what was supposed to happen would happen to fulfill the Old Testament prophecies and to bring about our salvation. I just love the fact, the irony of the fact that Jesus, the one who would, would be abused, who would be tortured, who would, the stripes would be laid on his back, he would be slapped, he would be spit upon, the thorns would be driven into his head and the nails would be driven through his hands and his feet. That one who was submitting to all of that was in complete control even throughout the whole process. What he intended to happen was happening. And at every turn he said, I could do something else. He said it to Pilate. He said it to his apostles. We could, things could turn out a different way, but this is what I am choosing. And then in Luke, uh, Luke 22, verse 53, when those people came out to him to arrest him, it says in verse 52, are you come out as against a thief with swords and staves? When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour. And this is the power of darkness. He said, this is, this is why I came. This is your hour. This is going to happen. And then I love at the end of 
chapter 22 of Luke. Hereafter, verse 69, Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. He had never lost his place of authority. It was just that things that happened, the events that happened around the cross were exactly as the authority of God intended for them to be. He stressed that again at the close of the book of Luke. After his resurrection, he said to um, his apostles when he was eating that piece of broiled fish there after his resurrection. He took it, he ate it before them in verse 43, and then verse 44 is powerful. And he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding so that they could understand the scriptures. And listen, he's about to come to his authority again. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. This is what I've been telling you all along. This is what the authority of God has done. So that, verse 47, repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and you are witnesses of these things and behold I send the promise of my father upon you but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power or authority from on high then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany lifted up his hands and blessed them and while he blessed them he ascended into heaven showing ultimate power and authority. It really bothers me when I hear certain religions in our world today, certain people of, of quote faith in our world today to talk about the fact that Jesus' plan was foiled and so he did go to the cross but he will still establish that earthly kingdom that he intended to establish and he will come back and reign on the earth. Oh no, that is the farthest thing from what John 18 teaches. John 18, along with Luke 22 and, and we go to Mark 15 and when we look at those gospels, we see Jesus over and over again talking about the power. Pilate, you would have no power except it were given you by God. He, he continually talks about the fact that even those, I know that he must have in his mind thought these little people are working my plan just the way that it has been determined since before the foundation of the world. And yet they think that they are capturing me, God. God does not, God is not captured. God is not ever a creature of captivity. He is the divine orchestrator of our eternal salvation, and His authority never left Him, even during the time of the cross of Calvary. He could have escaped, but He chose to be on that cross for you and me. I hope you have a great day, and thanks for listening. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night.
Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.